the world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so glad you're able to join NUMA podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the book of First Chronicle, chapter 28, verse 1 to 8. And David assembled all the princes of Israel, the prince of the tribes and the captains of the companies that ministered to the king by curse, and the captains over the thousands and captains over the hundreds and the stewards over all the substance and possession of the king and of his sons with the officers and with the mighty men, and with all the valiant men unto Jerusalem. Then David the king stood up upon his feet, and said, Hear me, my brethren, and my people. As for me, I had in my heart to build an house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and for the footstool of our God, and had made ready for the building. But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build an house for my name, because thou hadst been a man of war, and hast shed blood. Howbeit the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever, for he had chosen Judah to be the ruler and of the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he liked me to make me the king over all Israel and of all my sons. For the Lord had given me many sons. He had chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said to me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now, therefore, 
in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God, keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. I invite you now to join me as we pray to commit this podcast into the hand of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you today for another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. I thank you today because of who you are. I thank you for what is happening in our world. Father, your word declared that in everything we should give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning us in Christ Jesus. We give thanks today for the life of Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II. Not because she passed, but because even in this grief, we still find time to recognize that you are sovereign of all. And I pray God that as we continue in this period of mourning, that you will bring peace and tranquility to the hearts of British people. Also, Father, I pray that the passing of Her Majesty will also bring us to that place of reflection over our own mortality. All of this, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of this message is The End of an Era. The End of an Era. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, many of us today are saddened by the exit of a great woman of virtue, a matriarch, and above all, Her Royal Majesty, the Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain and of the Commonwealth of Nations. I am not oblivious of other people's opinion of her person or polity, but today I crave your indulgence to reflect along with me on the national emotion of the British people and all that held her there. We are a nation that is in mourning, at least for the next few days, till her interment. We are mourning because it is the end of an era. Although some of us never met Her Majesty the Queen in person, but we sure knew about her presence. Her Majesty was a towering figure above many people living in the world today. She was a perfecter of soft power who used opportunities well. In her time, she was able to use her soft power to deflate tensions everywhere and staying calm and collected even in personal or public life. For many of us, Her Majesty would be the only queen we know or will know. Humanly speaking, she was the invincible glue that held our nation together. 
She was able to do that because of something that was on the inside of her. She never shies away from bringing Jesus Christ into her yearly Christmas broadcast. One of Her Majesty's best Bible passages was Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37, where you find the famous story of the Good Samaritan. It is not difficult, therefore, to see where the bedrock of her servitude lies. With all this, I would want us to take advantage of this solemn occasion to rethink our own mortality because it is so easy to forget that the destiny of all mortals is eternity, which could be with or without Christ, until we are awoken with events like this. For me, my job as a healthcare chaplain provides me with ample opportunities to reflect on my own mortality regularly. Again, brothers and sisters, I am reminded of what the psalmist said that's in Psalm 90, 12 to 17. Here's what he said. Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. O Jehovah, come and bless us. How long will you delay? Turn away your anger from us Satisfy us in our earliest youth with your loving kindness, giving us constant joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us see your miracles again. Let our children see glorious things, the kind you used to do. And let the Lord our God favor us and give us success. May he give permanence to all we do. This section of the scripture is often treated with levity. However, when considered from the context of the entire book of Psalms, it carries deeper meanings. It is a central aspect of the psalmist's reflection on his godly character and devotion to his God on this side of eternity. This kind of view of relationship with God is also very important to our very own relationship with God even today. If we know and understand that mortals flourish in the morning and declined by evening, we would consider the stewardship of our existence on this side of eternity, whether at home, work, or at other social circles. Her Majesty had everything material that any human being could aspire to have. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. In fact, the courts in the United Kingdom sits in her name. The prisons in the United Kingdom runs in her name. Her head is on every legal tender. 
the queen was the only monarch who traveled around the world without a passport because the passports are issued in her name. With all this, she could not shorten or extend her time on this side of eternity. She was her majesty, and yes, she was. Remember, majesty means one with sovereign power, authority, or dignity. And yet, this sovereignty had limitation. And because of these limits in power, we are again reminded of Reverend Jack Hayford's song, Majesty, Worship His Majesty. Jack Hayford said, when he wrote it in 1977, he was traveling along with his wife through England, and that was the year that Queen Elizabeth II was celebrating her 25th anniversary of her coronation. He said he was inspired by the many symbols of royalty on display. However, the majesty Reverend Hayford was thinking about was the majesty of Jesus the Christ, who is the beginning and the ending of all things and whose kingdom never end. Throughout the Bible, we are reminded again and again of the ephemerality of life on this side, and yet we appear to find it difficult to understand, maybe because we don't think of death as if it can happen to us at any time that God chooses, or we are too young to be on the next flight list. I want to tell you today, my friends, that death and dying are not necessarily bad unless you have not accepted Jesus Christ yet as your personal Lord and Savior. But if you have, I do not see the reason for you to fear death. We are a part of the church because we want to prepare ourselves for the invitation to come home to Jesus Christ one day. From where we read, and that's our key text for today, 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1 to 8. David was king over Israel for 40 years. The time came when he realized he would not live forever. Then he did the needful. He assembled all the stakeholders to address them of the reality that would be. In this meeting, he spoke about his successes, disappointment, his own death, and the future of the kingdom he would leave behind. Although David was a lover and worshipper of God, but as human, he also had many faults. These, however, did not stop him from doing what was right, even as he approached his end. As King David reflected on his past, before his people, he considered his unfulfilled aspirations. 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verse 1 to 3. So, he wanted to build a befitting place of worship for his God, but God said no. Brothers and sisters, are there things on your bucket list today that are yet to be fulfilled? Do you have things you regretted about in life? The important thing, however, about life is not when you will die, because that is sure. 
but how well and best your relationship with God is at any given time. Not everyone will be blessed like David to have a time of reflection before they die, but we can take advantage of occasions like this to reflect on our own mortality. Some of us live our lives for the spur of the moment. We live for what is trending, what people say or would say, without much consideration of what is ahead of us, what's important, which is eternity. And this is why the Apostle Paul said, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. My brothers and sisters, there is more to life, especially as a child of God, than this. It is so easy to live our last years on this side of eternity in misery and even making others miserable too. However, the choice would always be ours to make because God created every one of us as free will moral agent with the power of choice. Let me tell you today, church is not a club. We come together so that we can encourage each other while we wait for God to call us home. It is the greatest aspiration I have as a person. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 to 5 has this to say. I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. They are his people. He's the God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears gone, crying gone, pain gone, all the first order of things gone. The enthroned continued. Look, I'm making everything new. Write it all down, each word, dependable and accurate. As I conclude this message, I want you to remember that the end of an era is also the start of a new one. A time to learn and do things in different ways. My dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, the passing of Her Majesty the Queen is the beginning of a new era in our national history. Right now, you and I that are here are living witnesses. However, the lesson to learn from all this is this. As the Bible states in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 to 28, Everyone has to die once, then face the consequences. Christ's death was also a one-time event, but it was a sacrifice that took care of sins forever. And so, when he next appears, the outcome for those eager to greet him is precisely salvation. Finally, it may be that you are lost in the life's mosaic and in the uncertainty that this life brings. Always bear in mind that regardless of whatever 
that is ahead of you. Whether you know it or not, God who created you have you covered since the day you were born. God's insurance has no expiration date. But with lots and lots of no claim discounts. And this is called grace, which is the unmerited favor of God. Isn't this wonderful for us to use a period like this to review our lives and where we are heading? With this, I'll say God bless you. But please join me again outside pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you once more for a time like this with my brothers and my sisters around the world. I pray, God, today that this word will come to the heart of your people with grace. It will bring reflection of personal life into their heart as well. And Father God Almighty, I don't know who has lost loved one somewhere around the world, but I do know that you know every one of us that exists on this side of eternity and even beyond. Therefore, Father, I pray that you will reach out to everyone that is grieving right now. We pray, God, for the family of Her Majesty the Queen and the new King, O oh God, and the princes and Great Britain. Father, your word said that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We therefore ask that you bless King Charles III as he reign in this kingdom, that your name will be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Even when the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good. You turn it for our good and for your glory. Even in the valley, you are faithful. You're working for our good. You're working for our good and for your glory. Even when the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good. Oh, you turn it for our good. And for your glory, even in the valley, you are faithful. You're working for our good. You're working for our good. And for your glory, your plans are still to prosper. You have not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flame.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.